welcome to Matt and Brett Love Comics, the the podcast where we take comics and talk comics with comics. Golf clap, golf clap, snaps. I, we're in show mode now. This is one of your hosts, Brett. And this is I'm Instagramming a picture of your other host, Matt, who is uh, kind of sick right now, you guys. And uh, Brett's boyfriend was nice enough to make me a delicious cup of tea, which I am steeping right now, and you will see. So this episode is brought to you by tea. Yeah, not the letter. <laughs> no. Not the man. No. Tea and the Girl Scouts. Um, oh, yeah, we also have a great box of Girl Scouts. A Girl Scout great, great box of Girl Scouts yeah. right here. Yeah. Bag them up. We get kidnapped a few Girl Scouts. <laughs> Seems now, now that we're saying it out loud, it feels wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's uh, at the time we were like, just, just stay in the moment, just stay in the yeah. moment. And now, now here we are. Well, we're in, a, we're in it now. I mean, yeah, we've yeah. kidnapped girls, <laughs> and we are in it with two returning guests to oh, the yeah. show. Uh, returning to the show to hang out with us today are Mr. Kevin Hines. Hello, Internet Land, and also Mr. Timmy Wood. You're welcome. Wow! Nice. Wow! Right. Steps good, in and steps up. Yeah. All right. Good catchphrase. It's a great honor for you to be hearing my voice right now. He's more prepared for today than I am. So. I uh, I feel like people've been asking for me to come back on this show. It's been six months since I've been on it. Six yeah. months ago. Most of those people were you. <laughs> Emailing I have us. several aliases. Yeah. But, uh, what what episode were you on? What did you talk? Were we on together? To, no, no, no. This no, is no, a meeting of mine. I would hope you would remember that. <laughs> I uh, we were thinking maybe we were. I don't know. We, I've been on twice. This is my yeah. third time. Indeed. Well, yeah. This is like your fourth episode though. Because uh, one because the, the Chris Robertson was two. Yeah. And then we had the Spider Man night. Well, this is technically my third episode because yeah. we just we shot the shit for a little while. And then I uh, I talked about Parker the score. Yeah. We did indeed read Parker. Oh, yeah. right. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. I picked a good book. Also, your alias is Timmy. Like, I knew it was you when I got an email from Wimmy Tud. Yeah, Wimmy Tud. Who's <laughs> just like your Lord of the Rings character? <laughs> I'm Wimmy Tud. I'm, it's, uh, it's like, uh, what, what's Batman's... Uh, like his, Matches Malone? Matches Malone, yeah. Wimmy Tud's my Matches Malone. <laughs> uh, listeners might know uh, Timmy from the website iFanboy. Yes. I, where you are responsible for writing the crazy stuff. Yeah. Like the funny stuff. The, the fun weird stuff. stuff. The weird the stuff. Weird. That no one really knows how to comment I, on, which is yeah, nice. What, what are comments on a Justice League Oscar pool post like? They're generally like, oh... That was a good one. That was a good joke. <laughs> like, oh, Black Canary would not like the Django Unchained. Like, Actually, the comment I get all the time, because I, ref- I always make the Adam in those Justice League emails, the Ryan Choi. Yeah. And so someone always has to point, they're like, um, is, when did Ryan Choi become the Adam again? And I'm like, uh, in this continuity, <laughs> he is the Adam. He, he is, is the Adam. <laughs> on Earth blog. Yeah, exactly. Earth, Earth I fanboy. Wimmy Toods. Wimmy Toods. Wimmy Toods. And we haven't seen all 52 Earths yet. No. One of those Earths, he is yeah, we've seen two, sending a lot of seen, emails. We've yeah. seen two Earths, and one of them, Ryan Choi, is a very good Adam. Ryan Choi has a Tumblr and a lot of feels on that yeah. Tumblr. Oh, yeah. God. I just hate the term feels for some reason. Um, and if you live in New York City, you've probably seen Kevin Hines performing at the UCB Theater a bunch on Saturday nights. That's right, at uh, 7.30. <clears throat> and on Wednesdays at 9 p.m. with my older brother, Willie B. Hines. Willie B. Is Hines. That, that's not what you call him? That's what we, everyone calls him. Willie B. Hines. Willie B. Hines. Is that yeah. what he wants people to call him? Oh, no. <laughs> Willie, Willie does not like the name Willie, so call him that whenever you see him. <laughs> okay. Willie. I think Willie B. Hines used to be his uh, like AIM chat 
Okay. Ah. Uh, it's also I, his his middle initial is B. I mean, it's Benjamin. Uh, it's saw, all accurate. It's one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> I saw a tweet from Lorraine Sink, friend of the podcast, saying that she yeah she was at our show talked about like the you she tweeted like I was liked you guys' Batman talk Wolverine. We talked Wolverine. about Wolverine. We talked about Wolverine's adamantian skeleton. It was an analogy for something, <laughs> uh, something like. That's really useful, but was like terrible to get, you know, something like God. that. I forget how we got there. Yeah. But then we all said, oh, like Wolverine. And I was like, well, and I explained to the audience, thinking some people in the audience don't know what we're talking about. And Will's like, everyone knows Wolverine. It was, a, there was, it's in a movie. <laughs> like, not everyone, even our fan base, not everyone has seen the X-Men movies. It's true. Or hopefully not X-Men Origins Wolverine. And I feel like a lot of people would know Wolverine... They claws. know the claws. Yeah. yeah. They might not know his skeleton is unbreakable. They He's might not even know factor. he heals. Yeah. Claws is the main thing I think yeah. and people hair. on the street know. Mm-hmm. And even like, the hair, I feel like it's downplayed in the movies. They know like, Hugh Jackman. Like sideburns <laughs> and like. Uh, yeah, sideburns. Hairy chest. Yeah, he's yeah. hairy. Hairy. Not tank top. But he's tank top. It's really short. They don't know he's got the weird horn yeah. hair. <laughs> I don't even think they would know he's short because Hugh Jackman's like over six yeah. foot. They also don't draw him as short like they yeah. used to. That was actually, I, I believe... He's a hairy a, guy with claws. And he's yeah. short. I think that was an edict around the time that Derek Robertson was drawing Wolverine uh, in like 2004 because there was this effort to make things sort of look like the films. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they started drawing Wolverine standing upright a lot more. And a lot taller, yeah. uh, and it just—I don't know. I like—I like hunched over Wolverine. Yeah. I like hunched yeah. over, bad hairy, beer drinking, yeah. bad attitude. Are you okay with them quitting smoking? Yeah, but it's I a like, big Marvel controversy for yeah. some people. Yeah. I think it's—I uh, never noticed, so I guess I yeah. don't really care. They give him a toothpick every now and then. Uh, Artists who want to draw him with something in his mouth. Yeah, I like that. I like the sort of uh, uh, sunny tequila. Yeah, like hard boiled. Uh, I like uh, I like Wolverine putting on the fake eye patch, pretending to be the. Uh, patch. You, like, the you love alternate realities. <laughs> you like also, Wolverine's matches Malone. Also, yeah. his his matches Malone is he puts on an eye patch and calls himself Patch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where'd you get that cool name, bro? Does he still use his claws when he's patched? Isn't that like a dead giveaway? I guess not now. Everyone's got claws now. Well, I think there's something, about, something about the Marvel universe when characters go into casinos. It's Wolverine or the Hulk. They have to have a new persona. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they're all card counters. Yeah. They're not actually like changing their appearance at all. I'm Maybe not the, the Hulk. The Hulk was still the Hulk. I'm not the Hulk. I'm Joe Fixit. Yeah. yeah. At least yeah. the Hulk was gray, though, right? And yeah. He wasn't yeah. gray for that long, so at least that could throw some people off. <laughs> right. Though back then it was like, you're either the Hulk or the Thing when you're that big. There's yeah. like not many other options. True. <laughs> now there's six Hulks. You could get confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we're, we have convened today oh, yeah. to, to get into a big a big topic. We got a topic. Um, we got business to tend to. <laughs> we got business. We're going to solve some problems. We're going to be sending this podcast to Marvel and DC, and oh, they're going to hire oh, us. I didn't know that. To do, no, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'm still going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> so Marvel I'm just going to say it more viciously. <laughs> uh, we're going to be discussing our top three characters that we uh, feel are, that we want to bring back. Characters, are, con- uh, characters are like teams, right? Well, you can do teams, sure. Okay, because I, well... I guess I'm play. I guess I'm revealing my hand too soon. <laughs> um, Atari Force. Basically, Atari characters Force. that like yeah, that we're are not either, feeling are being used to the potential, or either dead, get yeah, dead, or have not been, or in limbo, yeah, or are being used but used horribly. Oh, really? I didn't realize that was even an option. Yeah. Oh yeah. wow. 
I didn't. I didn't. That opens the playing field. I was wondering why you were having such a hard time coming up with a list. I was like, surely. Yeah. I know Kevin Hines hates the way some characters are being yeah. portrayed. Were you having a hard time coming up well, with narrowing it down I or coming that, up with I this? think that that actually plays into the first one that you told me about last night. Yeah. Uh, uh, which didn't even make my list. When it comes oh, wow. To <laughs> uh, okay. I was, I was trying to find characters that, like, didn't have books or weren't currently on TV. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Because, like, even if I don't like how they're being handled... <laughs> Uh, they're not going to be rebooted if like they're like this is not yeah. one. But let's say I hated how Hawkeye was being handled. Not true. But let's yeah. say I was. It's like well, he's in every Avengers team and his own solo book. So yeah. that was like off limits. Okay. So so without just further to, ado, just let's oh. restate this one more time because I feel like I talked over it for, <laughs> for the internet. We are pitching characters we think are in limbo or dead. Yeah. Or possibly this is not my, in case my list. Somebody who's being used poorly. Yeah. And what we would, and also in two lesser extent, what we would do with them, right? Well, how we think we should they sure. should come back, yeah. Great. So, so we'll we're going to start with Brett, and we're going to keep it. We're, we're going to start with me. I think I was set out. Uh, Kevin. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, he's we'll sick. Internet. He's a little sick. Yeah, Jeez. yeah. That was terrifying. Been, by the way, he's been focusing on this tea so uh, intently, <laughs> adding a little bit of lemon, a little bit of honey after each sip. Yeah, he's rebooting somebody drinking tea. Also, my yeah. number my number three choice is like a can of worms that will take like it might take up too much time, so we need to save that for later. Yeah. Okay. So I have a lot of, to go last. I have a lot of other characters I want to talk about, but so many little characters that's post podcast. I'm sorry, listeners. Yes. I'm just gonna talk about the main ones and then I'm gonna talk to Brett about skids afterwards. She was almost on my <laughs> she's an agent of SHIELD. I like that she's got a force field. I think that's yeah. just a cool power. But that's not on my list. Okay. Well, written on my list, but not one of my three. Okay, so you're so we're not going to talk about it. Y'all wrote stuff down? Yeah. Uh, I have an iPhone note. That's it. I wrote I wrote things down like an hour ago because I was worried I'd come in here and blank. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a guy who forgets immediately. I do that, too. Yeah. So, never so I'm going first. Life. Yeah, your number so three. So start now. Yeah, go for Starting it. Starting right now. Yeah, who is your number Great. three? Uh, uh, my <laughs> number, oh, go in reverse order? Yeah, yeah. Go, oh, we're getting up to ones. No. <laughs> Shit, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Blue Beetle, Ted Cord. Okay, All right, yes. I was hoping you would put. This I didn't on really list. rank these well. I know you told me to rank them, but yeah. I didn't do this. Uh, Ted Cord, Blue Beetle. Uh, I think was never full. I didn't really. Let's start over. I knew Blue Beetle from the Justice League International days. Yes. Like a lot of people, I think that's he came to a prominence then, and I loved him. He's a real fun character. Uh, but I didn't really know his story or what his deal was. I just enjoyed the Justice League book, and he was sort yeah. of the face. He and Booster were sort of the... And Guy Gardner, I'd, to a lesser extent. Yeah. The face of that book was those three guys. Well, he was pretty fresh as a character even at DC then, because they didn't really integrate yeah. him to, in DC until right before Crisis. Yeah, he came in right at, with Crisis. Yeah, because right. like yeah. the first issue of Crisis, he is like, what is going on? I yeah. don't belong here. And he had a, a Len Wein... Is that pronounced yeah, right? Well, yeah, it's right over there. Uh, a run. He had a run uh, uh, that I've, I've read a while back. <laughs> but even then, like I, uh, I didn't love that run. It was okay, but I didn't love it. I just liked him in Justice League. <clears throat> but the more I thought about him, basically when he got killed, I really thought about why I was sad and like yeah. why I thought it was a waste of a character. Because I have to ask myself, like, oh, is he just a guy? Is he just I liked him? Or is there something he brings that's unique? Because they replaced it, they replaced him with you know uh, uh, Jaime Reyes, uh, uh, you know who I also love right, yeah, like a minority character, character yeah. a young yeah. character. It's like that's a nice thing to bring to the DC universe. Yeah, but here's what I like about Ted Cord, guys. Let's get real serious. Speaking for a second. of the choir, right Ted here. Cord uh, was a legacy hero who inherited the legacy from somebody who had superpowers. Yeah, the first Blue Beetle was like super strong. Mm-hmm. Could like shoot lasers out of his hands, and he said, "Hey, I'm dying." Or, <coughs> died basically. I was like, "You, Ted Cord, take over for me." 
And Ted Kord's like, great, I'll do it. But Ted Kord didn't get any of the powers. Mm-hmm. Ah. And he did it anyway. Oh. Like, that should be enough. Like, if yeah. Superman said, hey, Matt Little, take over for me, you'll be Superman next. You'll be like, awesome. Then he died, and you're like, well, how do I do that? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Michael Michael Jordan says, hey, I'm retiring from yeah. the Bulls. You be Michael Jordan Yeah, now. but you don't get any of his abilities. And yet, he said, well, I'll do it my way. Yeah. And he, like, got, he trained, and he, like, invented yeah. stuff. Yeah. And he was, like, a self-made late-life hero. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. And it's like, well... I gotta do it. I was like, my I love that guy. He's like my best friend. I gotta honor him. He, this is what he wants. Yeah. The Blue Beetle name needs to live on. So despite the fact that there's no reason I should be a hero, I'm going to be a hero. That's sheer force of will. And yeah. also, he was uh, by far, I think, the best straight man in comics. Like when you when like he lives in a world which is ridiculous, and he yeah, has yeah. the best. He had the yeah. best reactions to everything. Yeah. yeah. But I still like playing it straight and like not like not like saying like. Everything's stupid, and you know, but he he reacted. I feel like how he was a good cipher. I think for anyone that was reading comics, yeah. he uh, had a sense of humor, dialogue wise. Yeah. But he himself was just a dude. Yeah, he was a good uh, entry point yeah. character for people exactly. reading. Yeah, and I don't think that aspect of him was ever fully, at least not in the books I read, uh, ever used. Like this idea of like, man, this is hard for me. What did yeah. he spend the nineties doing? Uh, well, uh, he was in Justice League. Mostly just once the series got canceled, it was just Justice League. But did that run throughout the entire nineties? Well, they brought they, the the, the uh, Jurgens era and all that. They, I mean, they, that's yeah. when they started doing Justice League Task Force yeah. and stuff like that. So and he I think was he, always in a like third tier. He was in the yeah. Justice League up until basically Grant Morrison. Yeah. yeah. Ah, but then so like, from '97 till him getting killed, he was like, no. Well, they was, Grant Morrison the, was well before he got killed. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, like oh, yeah, it was, it was like for like that ten years of Grant he, Morrison. He like, showed like, up too in many series that they did. Yeah, uh, and uh, he showed up in Birds of Prey for a while under Chuck Dixon. Uh, yes, because when he comes me. back, when he comes back, and I can't believe it's not Justice League. Yeah, um, he is completely out of shape. Like he yeah. can't yeah. fit in his costume. That's what yeah. I like. He had a heart problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he's the best. And he was—he yeah. was like a best friend for uh, Barbara Gordon. Mm-hmm. They were like good friends, almost romantic. It felt like hinted at, but then they uh, just sort of settled. I did into, not like, know this friends. pairing existed, and now I'm obsessed with it. Uh, this sounds Chuck amazing. Dixon has come out and said one of his <sighs> dream storylines that he didn't quite get to do uh, was to have. Uh, Tim Drake get fired as Robin and become the new Blue Beetle, like as a sidekick to because oh, Ted wow. Kord can't do it anymore. Oh. Yeah, which I, it was either shot down or poo pooed. It was like and I don't even know if I necessarily love that storyline, but I love that yeah. Chuck Dixon wanted to do more of Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, but there's no room for Ted Kord in the New Fifty Two. Not with not as Blue not Beetle. With Jaime. Yeah, yeah. It's Jaime is a good Blue Beetle. It's a He's, cool character. That's the crazy yeah. thing yeah. is like his replacement. I love. Yeah, I love both of them. A lot. It just—it was really. I was sad when he got killed for that reason. Like, got killed like, in such you, a shitty way too. You, I, I mean, I'm also yeah. tired of any event that starts or ends with a death that doesn't really add to the story much. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Blue Beetle added a <clears throat> tiny bit in the sense that like, now people care, but they should have. You could have found another way to make them care. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know. oh, good. Okay. So, Blue Beetle is uh, now. <sighs> we're sending that to DC. He's going to be coming back. Great. Written, written by Kevin. Written by me? Yeah. Who's drawing, who's drawing it? How, uh, who's drawing it? If I'm writing it, I don't care. I'm happy. Uh, somebody who can stay on for three issues. Rob Liefeld drawing with his left hand. <laughs> Great. I'll take it. You know what? I can't, I'm not, I can't be picky at this point. <laughs> All right, Timmy. All right, man. The, the rogue. The rogue of this operation. Don't just mention Rogue so that we, we're all happy with how she's being used. Right? <laughs> no, we all love Rogue. <laughs> I don't know if I'm that rogue. I, I'm actually very... 
I, Blue Beetle was on my, one of my people I was thinking about. So was he on your top three? Did I steal one? No, you did not steal one. <sighs> but you, I, I have not. I never actually made a top three. I have like twelve jumbling around my head. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why you're pick. I'm just yeah. gonna pick one right now, and I'm gonna pick a team. He's reaching into a hat. Ooh. I'm gonna back Matt Little up on the team. Aspect. Did you just decide to pick a team because he said team? No, I was thinking okay. about it on the way okay. here, <laughs> and I'm gonna say Doom Patrol. Nice. Yes. Doom Patrol is a great team uh, that I feel like brings an aspect to comics that is severely missing from comics, and that's the idea of fun, wacky, mm. crazy, weird comics. Yeah, yeah. Specifically, I mean, Grant, the Doom Patrol under Vertigo and Grant Morrison is great, and that is an awesome run, and I love it. But I'm talking specifically, if you go and pick up those showcases of Doom Patrol, yeah. they have, like, the, the most bizarre adventures that I think is what made me like comics in the first place. Mm. I, I, I've never been a huge fan of overly serious comics, and I've always, I've always liked more fun stuff. And I think if you look at those early Doom Patrol comics, yeah. and they, they're they're the first like weird team, like just bizarre. I think they even they predate X Men. I really do. Think yeah, because there's, the, there's yeah. that like urban legend that the X Men were totally ripped off from Doom Patrol. Yeah. but I think yeah. they like went in like the That's dates mostly because of the wheelchair. Yeah, like yeah. the dates don't really line up. Like Stanley could not have known about them, but yeah, there's yeah, a lot but of similarities. they're both, they're both similarities. Like the ones in, they both have. Leaders in wheelchairs. They're both labeled like the, the weirdest yeah. team yeah. you'll ever see. Yeah, that's why when they did the amalgam, I think they brought those two teams together. Yeah, like mm-hmm. X Patrol. Yeah, it was X- like X Force and Doom Patrol. I think yeah. is who they mashed together. <laughs> amalgam comics were so fun. Yeah, yeah uh, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, I, you look at those like those showcases. Like some of those you showcases of other comics you buy, they're not as fun. But the yeah. Doom Patrol ones hold up just because like every adventure is something that's crazy that you could only do in comics. I think that's yeah. people forget when they do comics. So, uh, yeah. They're also visually an awesome team. Yeah. Like Negative yeah. Man alone looks cool, but then they have a robot and a giant girl and Isn't a guy in a wheelchair. Just look, Is looks, there a gorilla? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the bag? Um, Beast Boy. Okay. Because right. Beast Boy, Beast Boy joins them. Beast Boy quit the Teen Titans and joined up with Doom Patrol in the eighties. Uh, okay. okay. I believe. But there were. The, I think. Um, uh, I, read, I read the Grant Morrison run. Is what I'm. Grant Morrison Monsher, had different Mon- people in it. Monsher, yeah. M- Monsher Mala, I think is the name. Of the oh, he's a villain though. Yeah, right? he. Yeah. I think he had his first appearance uh, in. Uh, see, that's what I love about Doom Grant Morrison's Doom Patrol, and I am. I think it's noted how uh, iffy I am on Grant Morrison usually, but I love his Doom Patrol because I feel like it suits his tone more. Yeah. I think I'm fine when Grant Morrison is just like I'm going to use my crazy ideas for comedy for like fun purposes instead of like. My crazy ideas for super serious, like I don't yeah. Know. Well, he wanted to create this a surreal yeah uh, superhero team, we had the, which the, is awesome. The painting that ate Paris, yeah. Or and he has like I, a, the the street character yes. that's like a bisexual street. A bisexual he just ate yeah. a bunch of acid, listened to <laughs> Jefferson Airplane on repeat, and wrote like forty. But they, like when we think about it, like that's the best. Like for, at that time when they, when you talked about like that was the time when you would take old ideas and try to revamp them in a new yeah. way, and that's like the smartest way to do it is take. Doom Patrol, which was like a weird comic, and make it a surreal comic. Yeah, for the 80s. I haven't read, I've read a little bit of Grant Morrison and a little bit of the original, but not much Doom Patrol in general. But I think Grant Morrison, in a way, was what makes it so hard to reboot them. Exactly. Because some people want to do the original, some people want the Grant Morrison, so they end up trying to do a little bit of both, and it, it just doesn't like, work. Yeah. You either have to have a completely separate and the Vertigo type thing. Or just forget Grant yeah. Morrison's vision, but yeah. well, they recently, he's got too big an impact. They've done for two. Go. They've done two reboots of it. One was during uh, DC's One Year Later, 
Uh, they John Byrne did a uh, uh, run on Doom Patrol. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't read that at all. I think it was John Byrne. I'm almost he did do a run on it. Yeah, and is that when was that? Like the 90s or 2000s? No, this is one year later. So it's like it's right after Infinite Crisis. Oh, yeah, not God, that long that's, ago. Yeah. Oh, that's bad. Oh, that's... I don't think it was. I don't think it was necessarily bad. Okay, it was just. It was just... just kind of bland. Well, yeah. It's like yeah. if you want to rejuvenate a thing, you don't get a creator who's been around for 30 years to do that. Well, then the second. Uh, uh, iteration of Doom Patrol came around maybe like a year or two years before the new 52 and it was like Doom Patrol in the end of the last eight pages was Metal Men yeah. and yeah. I think that was Keith uh, Given yeah. yeah and that one was closer yeah, that. that was closer to what I wanted but it still didn't have yeah. the didn't have the the fun wacky anything can happen in this comic that the I was Metal Men backup was great. super fun yeah. were, that was like Giffen, Kevin McGuire Giffen to oh. Maddies and McGuire yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great that was great and that was okay. worth buying for those eight pages and it felt like a 20 page comic those yeah. eight pages it really was a dense so is there room crazy. for Doom Patrol in the New 52 well I think it, it's I, well I think there's room for anything because I think we're starting to see some of the the origins of the New 52 eventually are going to start to play out like I, like as I think as you see like the changes that are happening and things are just slowly yeah. reverting to like, kind of how they were uh, two years ago. Yeah. Um, which I'm, I don't think any of us are that surprised by that happening. So I think there, I think I really think this Hawkeye comic is, if it's selling as well as I, from what I gather that people are saying is it's selling pretty decently well. Yeah. I think that's going to have a nice impact on the other side of the street. And I hope because of that we start seeing more books like that. And I yeah. think a book like Doom Patrol could use like a nice, not necessarily the same format that Hawkeye is, but it's is a stand. That's a standout book for the rest of the Marvel line. Yeah, and I think that's why it's so popular. Uh, yeah, I think it, uh, there's room for Doom Patrol only because there's no team like that. Yeah. yeah, I think there's too many team books in general in both universes, but there's not really a team like Doom Patrol in either universe. And there's such a small like. I, as long as they have Cliff Steele and Negative Man, like Elastic Girl or Elastic Woman, she's she's not the, she's not my favorite character, but Cliff yeah. Steele is an awesome character. Yeah, and uh, and I love Negative Man as well. So you can keep it a small team of like three, and then uh, what's his name in the wheelchair with the beard? I already forgot his name. I, mean, I love the Doom Patrol so much, I forgot his name. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's room for that, and I would love to see like a great creator that like like someone like Jeff Parker. Oh yeah. Basically, anyone I name, yeah. I want to see Jeff Parker write yeah. these books. So I think Jeff, he's I mean, Agents of Atlas would be the closest. Exactly. Thing to yeah, it. that's yeah. what I'm thinking. That was a fantastic yeah. book. Yeah. Right. So Jeff Parker, you're listening to this, and you're not going to write Doom Patrol. We just decided that. Yeah. That's so, happening. Free up some time in your schedule. So free up some time. Uh, Matt, who is your number three? Goodness. Uh, so I have a bunch on here. Yeah, he looks as anxious as I was. That's and though he's sick, he's got an excuse. I. Uh, oh goodness. I think I'm going to go with something very left field and very obscure. Uh, okay. And that is Code Blue. Don't know what it is. Anyone know what that is? I don't know. Code Blue <laughs> was a division of the New York Police Department in Ron, Friends, and Tom DeFalco's Thor run. Okay. That specifically dealt with superhuman crimes. Is there a miniseries on these guys? There was. <clears throat> uh, what I love about this concept is that these are regular humans on the New York Police Department that that have nothing more than like hyped up hyped up SWAT team gear. Yeah. And that's they they have they have stuff that that can protect them just enough. Yeah. And what I love about this concept is I think it's very street level and I think that you do it sort of SVU style, superhero victims unit. Oh yeah. Right? You send these guys out yeah. to investigate crimes 
that are uh, that are associated with some type of super villainy. Yeah. Um, you have them go out. You talk. They talk to. They talk to people who've either been robbed yeah. uh, by by a super villain, and they hunt the. They they track these people down on a on a street level, right? I think that there's. I think there's room in the Marvel universe for a procedural. And there story isn't. Like and also, like DC had Gotham Central. DC had Gotham which Central, which is amazing. Marvel has n- like damage control. Damage control. Damage oh, control. that's also a mi- and also Never like uh, <laughs> I think was it District X. Yeah, yeah ship the, ongoing. Yeah. I, I never read, but I it feel was like, like NYPD it. blue. It was kind of fun. Yeah, and Metropolis. It was a Metropolis SCU. I think either one shot or miniseries. Yeah. Yes, sort of that. But they never. Marvel DC, DC had a DC also had one that was similar to what you're saying too in early 2000s. That uh, the name is escaping me. But yeah, uh, um, District X was like Bishop in Mutant Town. That yeah. was back when there was an area of New York for mutants. Yes. Yeah. That was you know, fun. That was fun. And actually, based off what you said, and I, I think I can actually smash these together, I think that you could even push Code Blue and Damage yeah. Control together, same sure. way as like Law and Order does. Yeah. You see two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Right? The you, people that clean up the mess and people that try and solve the mess. Yeah. You turn Damage Ooh. Control. Yeah. You turn Damage Control into a sort of forensics Code team. Damage. Ah, I like it. Come on. Damage Control go. is a better name than Code yeah. Blue. And Damage ah, Control yeah. has that. People know that, I think, a little bit better. It has yeah. the Dwayne McDuffie right. tie-in as well. And, and, you know, these are these are the guys that come in. And also, like, uh, aside from that, like, shouldn't Damage Control be, like, one of the most successful corporations <laughs> yeah. in all of the Marvel Universe? They might secretly be. They like, could you, be. you could launch a series based on that. They could, no, the government in Marvel Universe must have so much money. They Seriously. fund Shield and clean up the city all the time. Yeah, Where's that money coming from. Seriously, <laughs> insurance premiums must be through the roof. Yeah. there must not be insurance in the Marvel Universe. No, must be yeah. something else. <laughs> there's like free insurance. Somehow there's just got to be. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, actually, I like that idea. Like you turn them both, in, you smash them together, and you turn them both into damage control. You yeah. use damage control as cleanup and forensics, and then you use Code Ooh. Blue as the investigative arm. To try and solve the crimes that damage control is cleaning up. There's some hot heads on both sides. They yeah. Clash. Do you remember the there was a CSI comic that came out? Yeah. And it was like Rich Johnston of Bleeding Cool was the person murdered and the all the characters are real comic book creators. Was that comic oh, yeah. CSI yeah. at the Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> when they killed Rich Johnston? And like it was like, it was like who did it? Mark Wade, Ed Brubaker. It was like a five issue miniseries. Yeah, is that yeah. tongue in cheek? Did I he didn't read it, it? But, uh, Oh no, he loved it. I'm of sure. Course he, well, yeah. of course, yeah. I guess it was either one way or the other. He either. loves that people hate him. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so gross. Um, yeah. Any, any attention for him is good attention. Uh, I think, awesome. creative wise, creative wise, if I had to pick, <laughs> I would say uh, a team of uh, Greg Rucka and Mark Wade to write that. Right. Handle off. Art, handle off yeah. Art. yeah. Yeah. Don't shoot too high. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be but great. they both do street oh, level yeah. stuff very well. Just oh, get, yeah. Why don't you just get Dick Wolf in there to do it? <laughs> God, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Just have him produce it. Just be like, we're just going to put your name as producer on this. You don't you have to know, do I really want, that's where you can really use the AR technology. Yeah. Every time there's like a scene change, you just put your, your phone over the caption and it makes that noise. <laughs> dun, yeah. dun, 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 like dun. a new noise. Boom, boom. Okay, I like that. Wow. <laughs> you you chose to go last, so you have to have the best one. Uh, this we only... still have to do like two more rounds. Yeah, no. yeah so each yeah. round he's got to be the best uh, though. Yep. Uh, no, I'm definitely not going. I might be this time. This is my weirdest. <laughs> I love it. Uh, that you're probably gonna rate me over the coals for. I hate Although, all your choices already. No, but like Timmy is here, so you have to hate on him more. Well, I hate Timmy as a person. I hate. Yeah. Uh, we, well, okay. Kevin and I are mortal enemies. We still yeah. agree on a lot of things. <clears throat> okay, so this is a character. I, I bring the hate to uh, uh, Matt. 
<laughs> uh, and I love comics. Yes. <laughs> uh, I love comics. Kevin, bring, I bring the hate. <laughs> um, my number three choice is Maggot. Ah, you know, I, I knew that was going to be on your list. Yeah. I knew it. All right. uh, Maggot is a great character that everyone shits on. He was. He has an interesting power mm-hmm. set that no one else has. Sure, no I one else. No one else's intestines are slugs. That that eat things and then give him super strength. Yeah, well, but like, can you can you can you? I I know who Maggot is and I've seen pictures of him and I but I've never I've never I'm not a big X Men fan so I've never read that many comics. Explain him as seri- like to like as if I've never read a comic in my life. Well, like, explain his powers or his like personality. Everything, everything about uh, him. he is from South Africa and <laughs> he uh, was like he lived in like a poor village. And his stomach, uh, like, was distended and, like, weird because he had these mutant maggots growing in them. Uh, and it wasn't until... Man, his origin is kind of crazy. Uh, oh, that's what's crazy Magneto, I think Magneto pre-X, right. like, pre-mutant like, t- terrorism Magneto was flying over South Africa, like, stopped and was like, I'll help you out there. And just, like, ripped the maggots out of his stomach because they were made of metal. Basically, <laughs> right, yeah. basically, he, like, helped him not die. Uh-huh. And then from that point on, Maggot like knew he was a mutant and like grew up and always had this weird like. So explain, uh, hold on. So explain he as a, his mutant power, or not his, it was that he had metal maggots living in his tummy. His then too. Magneto ripped those two maggots out, and how how are they? They just they, I always see a picture of him holding them or something. Yeah, like they crawl, they crawl around on him. They're they, eeny and meeny. Yeah. But they oh, like have yeah. long, they have oh, right. long yeah. like strings. They can like pop on the ground and run away, or like they're what, not attached to them at all. What book, oh, okay. what book was Maggot originally in? He was a part of like Joe Kelly and Carlos Pacheco had a very brief, amazing run of, on X Men in '97. For where where the, where the X editors for once kind of just let Kelly and Steve Siegel just do whatever they wanted for eight months, and then then they realized, oh wait, this shit is weird. And like mm-hmm. canceled Excalibur, he just wrote a thing about it. He just wrote a blog about that. And it's such a great, it's such a great period because the X Men, like the X Mansion, is stripped of all this technology. It's just them having to learn how to deal with each other. There's all this internal drama. And Maggot, as a character, is a very like he's a very like outwardly cocky, chauvinistic, showboaty type of guy. As people with two scurvy <clears throat> maggots. As yeah, that, that's be. that's the weird thing about him is because he is he. Is, Does he have a hole so in his much, stomach? Like it closes up. It closes okay. up. <laughs> Come on. I told you to explain that. I, I don't know Maggot that well. I, As I, a I was... character, he he has all this confidence for no reason. Because he is a short, scrawny, weird-looking dude with a weird, like, front ponytail hairstyle that is not cool. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, he still has this boundless confidence. Like, I, I find that intriguing. Okay. How does someone who looks like that with those powers still muster up this facade. And there's something well, really... Well, I'd say Nightcrawler has that, right? Nightcrawler yeah. looks like a demon, but he's one of the more cheery X-Men. Yeah. And I think that there's something interesting to that character that only Joe Kelly did, and he only was an X-Men for, like, nine issues. So he... So you're not... You don't have to, like... There's not a whole much to catch up on, although we did learn that his powers are very confusing. Uh, yeah, what does... Now, what happens when the you maggots You haven't explained his powers at all. The, the maggots eat things. They come back into him, and then that gives him super strength. So in a fight, <laughs> in a turns, fight... It turns him blue and makes and gives him super all right. strength. Oh, that's yeah. why he was colored differently yeah. from time to time. Sometimes when he's powered up, he's blue. I feel okay. like in the in a fighting... I'm sorry, I'm not shitting on your character. <laughs> but in a fight... Everyone does. Like, I am. 
play. Mental. Hold on. They're still eating. I'll join you in a minute. They're almost done, um, and then they'll go back to my well, tummy, what, and then I can join you guys. In his first appearance with the X-Men, Juggernaut comes up to basically like make a legal claim on the Xavier estate because he's Charles's half-brother. <laughs> Man, and he's they like, let Joe Kelly do anything yeah, in this movie. He's yeah. like, I can't beat you guys by <laughs> three issue you. Document. So I'm yeah. gonna I'm just gonna beat you this way. And Maggot comes up and he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna stop you. And Juggernaut just looks at him, laughs, and just flicks him away. And <laughs> it's pretty it's really funny. Like Joe yeah. Kelly as a writer knew he was a weird character, but made yeah. him work. I do think that is... Uh, That's your number three character <laughs> that beats lots of other characters. Well, it's because I think it's it's the biggest transition from so you're doing saying that you character. Were, oh, we need oh, we Maggot, need three characters Maggot back. Gonna get, you want Maggot. his own ongoing series? You just no, want to see him just pop... Like, Peter David's X-Factor. You just want to see him there's a big splash page and he's just in the background. No, he should be a regular Peter David's X-Factor. That is where he belongs. That's you know, I would agree with that. But he's gonna be in, that's the only book he would work in. Yeah. 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 But well, he were also like Jeff Parker's Thunderbolts for a while. That would have yeah. made sense there. Like weird t- Doom Patrol. Like <laughs> sound the DC. It sounds like a Doom Patrol. Yeah, it sounds like a Doom Patrol. Yeah. You know what? As much as I'm shitting on him, now that you mentioned Doom Patrol, love X Factor. I don't want Maggot on that team. <laughs> no, I would have said the same thing for Shatterstar, and I love him now. So. Yeah. Exactly. See, it's all the right writers. Yeah. Joe Kelly. I'm not work. convinced anyone could write Maggot well, but uh... Joe Kelly did. It had. That's the thing right. that I think that's I, one thing I always hate about X Men. I mean, every, I hate everything about the X Men. Usually, wow. but I, <laughs> I look where you are. I know, I know, I know. But I, uh, I always thought like I always liked it more when they truly were mutants, like Nightcrawler or yeah. Beast. And so, like, I, I do like when they are just like some like power that you like. That power is disgusting. How can that ever be useful? And then yeah. you get that story where they. I like mutants that have not useful powers. I always like Cypher for that reason. It's sort of like, you're not, I mean, he's, they made him good yeah. in combat now, but I like before <laughs> when it's just like, uh, I understand what you're saying as you beat me up. Is he your number two? Who's no, your number two? He's, again, I avoided characters that, uh, I feel like were, he yeah. was in a book very recently and being used relatively yeah. well. There was a book, the book, was it Muties was the name of it? That was like all about mutants oh, yeah. that like had powers that weren't useful mm-hmm. in battle and just, yeah. it was like a, it was a, it was similar to like yeah. demo or a book like that. A Brian Wood type book. So boring and not lasting. No. <laughs> uh, so it's my turn. Huh? Number two. Um, Kevin's number two. Since, I don't know. I'm, since, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to go with what I had. I have a character that I think has been used pretty well and recently, but uh, that I would want back. But I'm not going to even get into that. Uh, maybe later, after the podcast. But my number two would be uh, Union Jack. Oh. I like Union Jack. That's a yeah. good character. Which yeah. Union Jack? The, there's been a bunch. I yeah, guess the most I think I, one? that's a good question, and I don't know uh, a lot about the old Union Jacks. I think the most recent one. There's, I think there's three main Union Jacks, yeah. mostly to make him alive since World War Two. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm going to describe the Union Jack I think exists now. I could be wrong. I think the Union Jack that exists now, and I don't even know his real name, uh, isn't the son of the original Union Jack. I think he's like a friend of the son. Yeah. Of the real Union Jack, and he sort of took it over when that guy died, I think, or that you, guy wasn't like good at you it. You really like people that assume yeah, mantles <laughs> I do, that, I do. That, that, that they're not qualified. Uh, for. Uh, Union, I like people who are way in over their head. That yeah, it's true. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I like Superman and Batman and those guys, but I like guys who are just like, oh man. And Spider Man is my favorite character, and, I and even though he acts like he's an over his head, he actually isn't that often. Yeah, true. but I like characters that are like, oh my god, I should like I shouldn't be here. Uh... So, uh, yeah, I like Union Jack for that reason, because it doesn't really have power. I think he's like, I think the original Union Jack was a little stronger and a little faster. Yeah. I don't know if the current <clears throat> Union Jack even has that going for him. 
I think he's got like a silver dagger and a gun. So that's pretty much what differentiates him from Captain Britain, because Captain Britain is like kind of magical and like yeah, Captain Britain is. I mean, he's not as powerful Superman, but he's the Superman of England. Yeah, and Union Jack is the Batman because he's got no powers. Ooh. That would be an amazing, like... Yeah, yeah that'd be, that'd I, be a great co-leads on a book for that very reason. I, wish, I wanted Union Jack to be in uh, uh, M- M13, was M13, it? M13, Captain Britain. For that M13. reason, just to see, like... They both sort of wear the flag. Yeah. But Captain Britain is, like, this awesome, ah, oh, the hero of England, and Union Jack's like, and this other guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, and I think he's really cool for that reason. So I would love to contrast him with Captain Britain in my new book that I'm writing. Oh, you're right. Uh, I'm writing all my books. Yeah. So why not? <laughs> if I get to choose. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know anything about England. Or anybody think about this character, but I would want to. <laughs> They're write missing it. Bloody and Govna a lot. Uh, most Union Jack stories involve him fighting vampires, so yeah. I wouldn't necessarily want to have him just fight vampires. Was, I, mean, I want to get away from that. Spitfire is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Spitfire. A lot of the uh, British characters seem to yeah. get caught. I know. It's, but I think it's Blades. Blades British too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like. Uh, I think it's just because, like, when you look back at the past, like, three or four Union Jack stories, he fought vampires. You're yeah. Like, oh, that's the only reason to bring him in. Yeah. But I, uh, other than, I think, um, Ed Brubaker? No. Spinning out of Ed Brubaker's series, there was a Union Jack. I think by Gage. Chris does Gage, I think. Oh, probably. A that's four-issue Union Jack story, uh, which is basically, like, spy. I always, know, just get, like I always get Union Jack and Jack Staff confused. Well, they look very similar. Yeah. Jack is Staff Jack is Staff like, English or American? He's English. It's yeah. by Paul Grist. It's an image series, and it's phenomenal. Yeah. It's yeah. phenomenal. Oh, wait, no, I'm thinking of who is the Guardians character? Jack Flagg. Is that who's on yeah, Guardians? Jack yeah. Flagg is Guardian. Jack Flagg joined Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy, yeah. He's American. God, so many Jacks. He Jack Staff is an amazing series. Yeah. One of my favorite. Uh, but we're not talking about it. Yeah. We're talking about Union Jack. I, I did do... Union Jack. The first Union Jack has been retconned into being gay. I do believe. Uh, I don't know that. That might be true. Because I, I sometimes fall into... Taking it off the list. <laughs> no gay char- no characters and no gay characters. Yeah. I don't want anyone who's even friends. No. <laughs> I've done a bunch of like, falling into like, a Wikipedia black yeah. column. There's like ca- like characters... like He might have been in a relationship with the original Destroyer. Because oh, they're maybe, in... Yeah. The, uh, and, and Brubaker... No, someone made... Someone like one of the old Captain Americas might have been gay. I don't know that. What was that mini series that the Marvels project, the Marvels yeah, yeah, project? Yeah. Project. yeah. Anyway, I read that so long ago, I don't remember. Um, it was the maybe that was the Brubaker thing. No, there was a Union Jack mini series, and yeah. there was the Marvels project. Uh, but I, I like the idea of Union Jack facing. I think he would be facing up against supernatural, weird cases. That's cool. Uh, because of the vampire hook, I think it gets him in there. But I wouldn't want to make it like Vampire Hunter Union Jack. He that seems have, like he should have like a companion too, like uh, a series well, of companions. I see, like Captain Britain is sort of the guy who fights like the supervillains. Yeah, yeah. Like the big, you know, the, the Lex Luthors, the Jokers, and and uh, Union Jack's the guy who fights all the other guys. <laughs> the guys who like like that's even a guy that's a threat to us. Who is this guy? And he has to handle all of that stuff. Um, so I kind of like that, sort of behind the shadows. But I think a guy who sort of is sad that like he doesn't really like he's not considered a big hero. I think yeah. I like I, w- I would give him an inferiority complex a little bit. I would read that because I, I think like that'd that. be fun. I like that a lot. Uh, so Captain Britain, I don't think would actually be it wouldn't be like a co-feature, but Captain Britain would be in it a fair amount. <laughs> like Union Jack's fighting something, then Captain Britain just flies overhead like yeah. ha ha. Like, yeah, or Cameron swoops in and like takes care of it. Yeah, it's like, well, he wasn't here most of the time. Mm-hmm. Say it uh, with an English accent. I no, I can't do English <laughs> accents. I'm a performer who doesn't do accents or characters or comedy. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Timmy, who's your number two? Uh, that's my English accent, y'all. <laughs> that's real good. My number two. Yeah. Remember, Maggot is off the table. I know. I'm really bummed. Too. <laughs> no, no, we could repeat. If anyone else no, picked Maggot, no, 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 I'm no, taking Maggot once. off the table. 
Oh, God. I, w- I was just not really listening to Kevin just so Good. I could think about what mine was going to be. <laughs> right. Um, okay, I'm going to... Th- okay. I'm going to pick this one. Uh, you just pulled it out of the air, too. Yeah, I didn't rank them. I have, like, they're all the same level. So I'm picking this one because I think it's just interesting to talk about. Uh, the... Did y'all read Grant Mor- another Grant Morrison-related one? Uh-huh. Uh, did you ever read his Seven Soldiers yes. series? Which I loved. I loved some of it. And uh, to be honest, I think I could, I could say all of those characters I uh, would like to see get revisited somehow. Even. Okay. Like some of them already, like Shining Knight, I believe, is in Demon Knights. Yes. And Zatanna yeah. is in Justice League Dark. Some of them don't need it. <coughs> but Clarion, the Witch Boy, I love. Especially uh, like that. Frankenstein got a series. Yeah, Frankenstein got a series as well. But even that, the series that Frankenstein got was very different than the, the Grand Morrison. Uh, I think there are some things in common. They, but but they got, worked for like yeah. a secret organization. <coughs> yeah, it's just a different tone, I think, yeah. was... Whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, anyway, go on. Claire and the Rich Boy was like, a cool one, and like uh, I liked the Manhattan Guardian one as well. But I like the, that one too, the Guardian the, one. I really yeah, liked. that one was a fun one. But one that I thought had like great potential to be in a really cool series uh, was Bulleteer. Okay. Uh, oh, yeah. Or Bulleteer. Yeah. Bulleteer, yeah. I don't really know how to talk. <laughs> and it was just like a cool, like she had like. Say I, it in an English accent. Bulleteer. Oh, God, that was horrible. Yeah. That was so scary. I, I didn't want that my British accent captured on podcast forever. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I think like in the time right now we live in, where Jim Lee has redesigned all these costumes to look yeah terrible. I uh, I well, it's true. Like there, there's something to be said about a cool design for a character, and I think she had just like a cool design. It was a simple costume. She was like also in case you didn't know, she was all silver, uh, similar to like how. Um, What's that X-Men? Um, um, Colossus? Colossus is. Wow. So dismissive of such a very popular yeah, point. Very character. major, major <laughs> well, character. I don't know. Anyways, she was all silver and she like, her, she basically, she got the power on accident because her husband. Right now, Brett White is looking at his room for a statue or action figure of Colossus. I see there are three instances of Colossus in my living room. Yeah. Continue, sorry. Yeah. But I like that she, she, she got her power accidentally where like her husband was like, into like, or her bo- boyfriend was into like, uh, it's on his Sports. laptop. Plus, it's on his That's laptop. <laughs> it was into like this sex superhero website and oh, like wow. was trying to turn himself into one and he he died because of it, but she like was able to live with it. So she like had like strength and uh, like was, I don't like she, you couldn't get shot because like it was like, you know, metal. And she just became a bodyguard. She like that's became her. She became a bodyguard for people, and I just thought that was like that's cool, a cool idea. Like people like that get these powers, and they're not necessarily like superheroes, but they just they get jobs. There should be more books like that. I mean, yeah. too. exactly. Like, Hawkeye is kind of like that. Like he's not really doing superheroy stuff. He's just kind of getting mixed up into things. Like I like that. Like I get powers. None, of, none of my characters fall into this category, but I always think, and I don't think it's ever been done that well. A character that. Uh, like heroes for hire, basically. Like characters like exactly. I want to be a hero, yeah. but I also need to make money. Yeah, yes. I got to pay. And I don't think it's ever been done that well to the way I like it. Like, just <laughs> sometimes the characters are handled well, but like the aspect of them trying to make money. Well, it's, it's like a, it's a it's private a investigator. It's the Rockford yeah. Files type yeah. thing. Like, I'm a private investigator, and this is how I make money. Yeah. And by taking well, on cases, and I, like always... I always wanted Booster Gold to be that originally because he was a guy who sold out. Yeah. Uh, but it was sort of like came pretty easy to him but everyone sort of didn't like him because he just sold out but I like the idea of like hey so I do billboards I'm still a hero right mm-hmm. yeah. why is that bad yeah. it's like it's not that bad but yeah. there, there's bad aspects to it I think that's a fun <laughs> dichotomy separate from Volunteer but I like that idea yeah like she, I, I like the idea because that's something I often think about in fact I wrote a whole like series of articles about it on iFanboy about like what do these people do for jobs and how can they be yeah. any good at them 
Like, Black Canary's job, which no one talks about ever, was she was a florist. Right. What? She owned a floral yeah, she shop. she and Ollie opened a f- floral shop in yeah. Longbow Hunters. Yeah. Oh, wow. But, and, like, we never see what she does now. Knowledge we just see dropped. her. We just see her, uh, <laughs> you know, kicking ass and taking yeah. names, but... See, we'll gotta make X-Men money. Just coast off like the personal fortunes of like Warren Worthington and Professor yeah. Xavier. I yeah. sort of uh, I get bored when characters just have blank. Uh, I think we've talked a little bit about this. I hate characters that seem to spend infinite amount of monies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Tony Stark, sometimes like oh, twelve trillion billion. Here's a check, and I'm like, no, you're broke. I'm sorry, like that, yeah. you can't do like I like limitations. Yeah, so, yeah. well, that's like like at least but, like people like Zatanna. She has she's like I, I, I have a show. Yeah. I, I have a I make that's how I make money because I mm-hmm. I perform. Well, like Peter Parker's always trying to pay rent somehow. You know, like, yeah. I like when they're yeah pre uh, uh, Horizon Horizon Labs. Labs yeah, well pre death, but pre Horizon pre, Labs. Yeah, pre ghosting. Yeah, he once he had Horizon Labs, he was doing great money. Yeah, was. she was just a normal normal girl who got these weird powers and made use to it, become a bodyguard, and then later in fifty two, uh, the series fifty two. Oh, uh, someone drew her flying because there it was like a cover was like Firestorm trying to start a new Justice League. And that was the joke, was that the Justice League lasted one page. And she's flying, like, in the background, and Grant Morrison was like, she cannot fly. I don't know who drew that, but that that's bullshit. She cannot fly. <laughs> Bulleteer <laughs> sounds like someone who can fly. Yeah. Someone's who, like, well, shot so Rocketeer cannon, right? is what yeah. immediately went yeah. off in my head. Is yeah, that? Rocketeer's great. Oh, I like that. Point. Matt, who is your number two? My number two. Again, <clears throat> I just want to remind you, Maggot is off the table. <sighs> Sorry. You can pick. So my number two A. <laughs> Cecilia Reyes also being used very well right now, so she's off the table. She was she was on my list, and then I realized she was being used well, very well. Ooh. Marjorie Liu um, and Sasha Exman, which wait, is a which great character one. we just Cecilia Reyes. I don't know who that is. Uh, Cecilia Reyes, Maggot, and Marrow all joined the X Men at one time. So also Marrow is up for grabs. <laughs> oh yeah, Marrow, another one that just juts things out of his body. Like he her throws, body. He throws bones. Oh, her at body. People. I don't even she know what gender it is. <laughs> <laughs> What's Cecilia Reyes' power? She has a force field, so you'd like. Does it I come like out that. of her tummy? That's Does a it terrible name tummy? for a character, though. <laughs> and I like the name Skids. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. Oh, <laughs> Joe Kelly just ate some really bad, like, yeah. Greek food or something and, like, had these st- stomach bugs. Drugs. Yeah. What do you call it? Drugs. He did drugs. <laughs> he ate some bad drugs and he was like... Joe Kelly did some drugs and said, oh, maggot. Mm. <laughs> anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Scott Lobdell created him. My number two. <laughs> and this is a character that is around... But this is this is something that I've always thought about this character, and I, I think it's a good <clears throat> spin on it. That I think is actually in staying with the character and and provides it provides this character like a sort of new dimension uh, is Black Cat. Mm. Okay. Um, so here's the thing about Black Cat. Black Cat is a very wealthy cat burglar. Um, I know people that don't have superpowers that have a lot of money that live in New York City and are rarely ever in New York City. Why is this woman, if she is a cat burglar and she is a great thief, why is she always in New York? Yeah. That's the thing to me. Like, this is... I, if, if, I were, if I were in charge of that character, I would make her a female James Bond. Ugh, I would make yeah. her a globe-trotting, high, high crime, almost like a <laughs> Thomas Crown Affair type yeah. yes. uh, uh, character. You get her, you get her in trouble with S.H.I.E.L.D., Mm-hmm. Okay, and Shield says, "Okay, uh, you're seriously busted, and the only way out of this is you are going to go around the globe and you are going to steal things for us. You need to get things Can for we get us." Get the gray right? fox in there too. What's that? The gray fox. Oh man. Oh, uh, it's uh, was it gray fox or silver fox? 
Are you talking about the other Spider-Man? No, he's the, he's the old cat burglar. Yeah. He's like super old. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally get that guy in there. Gotta get that guy. Make him, <laughs> make him the shield contact. Yeah. Right? So you have, you have her trotting around the globe with technology, gadgets, and she's also, while she's in these different places, serving her own agenda. Yeah, that's what Because I'm that's saying. what she that's, always yeah. does, yeah. right? Oh, man. That makes her more interesting if she's got her own yeah. thing. So she, because well, she's clever. Like when you're going on, like, oh, we're going to this wedding in California. What's around there? Oh, let's go there. And so she's like, okay, I'm stealing something for S.H.I.E.L.D. in London. What do I want in London? Yeah. Exactly. What, what do I want? Yeah. And <laughs> she, you know, you get her... You get her to uh, find a way to serve her own agenda, which is always the first thing that she's trying to do. Because, again, she's extremely clever. Look at how she has outwitted so many superheroes, and especially yeah. Spider-Man, so many times in the past. She could easily set up very layered cons in, in different cities. Brett's like... I love it. I'm uh, on board. I like, I like this idea just a little more than Maggot. Uh, uh, <laughs> what I like about what you're saying, Matt, is that it also makes her different than Catwoman, which is her probably biggest flaw. Yeah. yeah. No matter what, she comes down to like kind of a Catwoman ripoff. <clears throat> Indeed. Because like, the main thing I loved about Black Cat is when she was dating Spider-Man. I thought that was a really fun era for Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like that was just Spider-Man's girlfriend, which is not a great character trait. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but other than that, she's a cat burglar who sometimes is good, which is Catwoman. Yeah. So making yeah. her like some more than that, the, like globe trotting, it makes her more interesting to me. The other yeah. trickier aspect, because I was talking to Lauren Hunter, who our listeners would remember from the Spider-Man Two review episode and the Avengers review episode, is reading Daredevil, and she's never read comics before, but is reading Daredevil. And she got to the Black Cat crossover, mm-hmm. and she just, like, on the subway, she was like, okay, I'm reading Daredevil, kind of, what is Black Cat's deal? Because all she, like, basically just the way that she is drawn, like, she is all, like, of all the Marvel characters, she is the most huge-boobed, always most. zip. Exactly. She is one of the, yeah, she is one, one of. of the worst. Yeah. Um, but she flaunts it. She is very. Yeah, she is what, very sensual on purpose. Yes, I think that 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 is a, uh, that is another interesting um, aspect of a series that I would like to see, where a female James Bond type is also doing what James Bond does, which yeah, she, is just having sex with people. She uses mm-hmm. her sexuality, and but doesn't mind doing it. But yeah. no slut shaming, y'all. No, and also readers, no slut shaming. That, yeah. That's what that's what the writer went to say, which is what Kieran Gillen said in the letters page of Young Avengers Two, where people were like pissed that Kate Bishop slept with Novar, and he's oh, like, yeah. "Fuck all of you guys, this book isn't for you." Then, yeah. So I love that. Uh, I, I think that's a that's a really good aspect. I think uh, to write that, Greg Rucka and Mark Wade. Do a good Jeff Parker. Jeff Parker. Jeff Parker. I bet Jeff Parker would do a really great job with that. Um, Gillen would probably do a good job with actually, that. Actually, Gillen would do a killer job. You know who else would that. do a good job, I think? Uh, uh, Paul Tobin would actually do a good Ooh, job. He did yeah. the, I, think, I think I might be wrong on this. I think he did the one issue Sue Storm, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. issue Ooh. of Fantastic Four Adventures, the uh, yeah. kids' Fantastic Four, which is a great issue. I think that was Paul Tobin. I might be wrong. He awesome. wrote like all those Marvel Adventure ones. He yeah, wrote a bunch so of them, but like, that it was there, was one, there was one volume where he, uh, uh, there was one story where uh, Sue Storm was Got, got tired of being sort of sh- shoved aside by the Fantastic Four and joined S.H.I.E.L.D. and kicked butt. <laughs> awesome. And then came back to her family and it was like, it was really fun. I yeah. read that. Uh, and Jim Ballant is the artist. I need to look, <laughs> yeah. look up who that writer is while we talk yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. The, the sure. subplot, the, su- the year-long subplot going through is that Black Cat's vagina is haunted. Ugh, wait. 
Was that a plot in Catwoman? No, that no. was a plot in Tarot, Witch of the Black Rose. Okay. We'll talk hey, about who, that. Who draws sure. Omaha the Cat Dancer? Can they, can they... Oh, man. Let's have them do it. I think he has passed away. Probably. That's an old That's an old reference, you kids. Yeah. <laughs> go to that, Go to your comic shop to where the, the, there's the curtain. Go behind what? the curtain. Don't find go. some Omaha Cat if Dancer. Eight, if you're 18 and up. <laughs> It though, they don't care. <laughs> Brett, what is um, your number two? My number two, I think Maggot, I think was my ace in the hole. If it's Meryl, yeah. if it's Meryl, no, Meryl was going to be one, but it's, <laughs> I think my, I think my other two aren't going to get as many eye rolls. My other two are on the level as everyone else, but my number two is Bishop, who Love it. is being used right now in Uncanny X Force. But Bishop, for the past like six years, has been on maybe one of the worst most insane falls from grace i've ever seen a character yeah. go on Give, now like, as someone who's, who doesn't read x-men <clears throat> here's what i know of bishop so i want you to do exactly what you did with maggot and explain bishop to me bishop <laughs> is from what i know from the future yeah to chase cable down no no that, that's, that's that's where that's where yeah. the shit went wrong um but being bishop is basically a uh he's from the future come back he was pulled back from the past to hunt down Trevor Fitzroy and a whole mess of other future criminals who had escaped here. Okay. Um, Does he have uh, um, powers? Bishop? Yeah, he, he he rechannels energy blasts. So, like, anyone, like, lightning, oh, any so type of energy, every... he pushes it back at them. But, but he got, about, like, six years ago, he got tied into the whole, like, when Hope was born, Cable wanted to save Hope, and Bishop wanted to kill her, and then Bishop basically turned into, a, literally, a red-eyed, robot-armed, insane sociopath. And I think that as the, man, as one of Marvel's maybe top three most recognizable black characters. Top three? Who are Black Panther, Storm. Falcon. Falcon. Bishop. Uh, I feel like, like, who knows Bishop other than people watch the X-Men cartoon. But But the thing is, like, Bishop debuted at a time when, like... Amongst people our age, I think Bishop is super well known, and especially right. I don't know him that well at all. <clears throat> but you know who he is. And he's got an M yeah, on his eyeball. But I know, but I knew who Maggot yeah. was. Ex- so. Yeah, but, uh, the, but the thing like, I just know these things, and I don't want to. Know <laughs> is the but, M was he branded a mutant, and that's yeah, why he's got the, the M future, on his eye? Yeah, yeah. In the future, everyone gets that. That's a mutant. Well, that's but I think nice. that like also that's kind of nice. <laughs> in terms of minorities, there are also no black male X Men. Like there are a couple, like Prodigy, who's Maggot. Kind of, Maggot. I have two Bishop like, questions for you. Uh, uh, one is: Did you read the Bishop series? Was it uh, where he like went Bishop to the alternate dimension? Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of that? I didn't read it. Okay. That was late nineties. I enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I didn't love it. John Ostrander. Uh, uh, it was so. Joe Harris. Joe yeah, Harris. that's it. And um, maybe George Jonti. I think drew it. Yeah, yeah. George Jonti drew it. Uh, I only read like the first six issues. Uh, it lasted not. Didn't last much. Longer it lasted like yet. twelve. I think. Yeah. Uh, um, but I like the idea of the alternate realities. I guess just don't sell. Yeah. Uh, but I never. I didn't know anything much about Bishop other than that he existed. Uh, uh, I feel like my one problem with him as a, a black character is he's a black character who mostly walks around with big guns. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's that, also that's just well, not a visually. I don't know. I get bored by that. That's the same reason I can't get super into Cable. It's just like yeah. yeah. Well, that, that that's the uh, that's the thing. Is they suffer from being presented the exact same month in the early 90s, basically. And so they're forever tied to that. But I think both characters grew a lot past that. I mean, Cable definitely grew past that a lot. It's just when you were that popular, when you first debut and you were that way, people Still, though, visually, visually, every time I see them on a cover, yeah. it's those guys holding 30 guns. And also, I, I think like that, like, X-Men, Bishop... X-Men are so, like, known for being, like, oh, he's a 
they're a good guy, now they're a bad guy, now they're a good guy. Like, sometimes it's just like, I just wish they would just pick one. I know, and like, I wish, like, I think that to take your leading black male character and just to make him a crazy evil person is very is he, lazy. In Uncanny X-Force, the he's, one... He's, he's, he's the he's, main bad guy in I've Uncanny read the X-Force first issue right and it, he appears, but... Yeah, and I think, I love the idea of, he's a cop. Like, that is his thing. And they really started hammering that cop aspect. It's like, put him in a procedural where he is a cop. But he's a, X. But he's a cop from the future, so he has these weird... I don't know, like, partner him with someone from the modern day. I mean, it might take a lot of, like, retconning. Maybe he gets amnesia from what, everything that <laughs> happened for the past ten years. Because it's been horrible. But I, like... When Bishop first came back, he was an X-Man from the future who was obsessed with the X-Men as you are, as, like, we are obsessed with, like, old presidents or something. As, like, people, like, as these historical figures. So he was, like, shocked by Jubilee, you know, um, and Gambit and Storm, which is, like, starstruck. Like, that is an interesting character that, unfortunately, just got, you know, the early 90s weren't the best place for character development. And then the past ten years, he's either not been used or been horribly villainous. Um... He has a lot of potential. I, I, uh, uh, that might be true. I haven't seen that potential, what I've read of him, just because mostly, and I haven't read that much, but mostly what I've seen is just him like shooting people. Yeah. And that just, other than Punisher, most characters that just shoot <laughs> people, I kind of like, I don't Yeah, I don't think thing. that would be his uh, modus operandi. Yeah, I mean, I, I think both he and Cable, the more they get separated from that, the more interested I am in them. Like, the more Cable gets portrayed as, like, the guy with, like, six plans going at once, the more I'm like, yeah. I can sort of see something about him. Well, I mean, uh, he went through, like, a big Messiah phase in Fabian Nicias's, uh Yeah, Cable and, and I didn't, I didn't read great. a lot of that, but, like, I liked that direction, and a little bit of that showed up in uh, X-Men by Mike Carey. Yeah, Preceded Legacy. Oh, so good. And I liked him in there. Um, the thing is... But is I like, haven't had that for Bishop, really, where I'm like, oh, okay, I see... Comics are so cyclical him. where people are like, we need to get Cable back to his roots, so give him guns again, yeah, and yeah. that happens every, like, five to six years, and I, yeah. we're kind of in that now. But That's the problem with a lot of characters. It's just yeah. like, you know, uh, it's like a tug of war over, like, where they're supposed to be, unless they... It really, like... Uh, well, that's a longer discussion. But I think that's why characters don't have supporting casts anymore. It's because, like, <laughs> someone will come in, give them this nice status quo, this cool supporting world, and then a new writer comes in, gets rid of all that old stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. the only characters that doesn't happen to are characters that have been around so long. Like the, Spider-Man, yeah, Superman, Superman, Batman. But their supporting casts are locked. Yeah, that's yeah. about it. Yeah. Well, and even then, Spider-Man's supporting cast will disappear for a yeah, long time. Yeah, but they'll come back always. Back in. Yeah. yeah. Like, Jonah's never that far away. Right. Uh, Betty Branch never too far, you know. Flash Thompson mm-hmm. uh, uh, is never too too far. Well, now we're at the last round. Oh, <coughs> great, uh, me again? Yeah, number one. Um, great. Mine are all so far good choices. I'm not crazy about any of your guys' choices. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my number one. Uh, you're gonna laugh because it falls into the same category of those last two characters is Adam Strange. Yeah. All right. Uh, I love Adam Strange. Because he's a character in over his head. <laughs> mm-hmm. He is a normal dude who sucks to another planet. Where hey, he so, becomes... is <laughs> so is Maggot. So is Maggot. I consider Adam Strange the, the Mag- Maggot of the this universe. Guy was dy- <laughs> this guy was dying, and Maggot said, let me help you. And the guy handed him two Maggots and said, take over for me. Only one of his, um, mag- one of his Maggots is still alive, the guys. Oh, that's sad. That's even weirder. Why, why um, is... Why... Anyway. Mr. Sinister is holding anyway. on to one of them. <laughs> oh, Adam Strange. I'm really excited. He's not a I, he's not a legacy character. He was also on, on my list as well, so I'm glad you yeah. said him. He's not a legacy character. That's the only way he's different than the last two. Uh, <laughs> but he is a guy who's sort of like 
kind of just pulled to another planet and was like, hey, save everybody. Here's a jetpack and a gun. He's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Flash uh, He's Flash Gordon. He's Buck Rogers. Yeah. He's, he's, it's John he's, Carter he's meets John Carter. Flash Gordon, yeah. Uh, he's all those guys. And what's fun about those guys is it's like he's it's, he's Star-Lord in the new Marvel. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. The Star-Lord maybe is half alien now. I, maybe he always he was. was. I didn't he, know. I think he always was. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was during the... Uh, uh, they make a big deal about it. Yeah. But anyway, uh, um, I like him less now that I know he's half alien. I like the idea of just like... He's a human dude who's like, yeah, you know what? This is what I'm, I'm doing this outer space thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would want to make basically uh, Adam Strange, get him, not make him house just on uh, Rain, I think it's pronounced. Maybe Ron? Ran. Ron. Ron. Yeah, Ron. I always thought it was Ron. Uh, uh, I don't know how to pronounce anything in comics, I've well, realized. It's R A N N. There's no I, so I don't know where you There's R A A, but there's an apostrophe in the middle. It's mm. right? Isn't it R A apostrophe A? Well, doesn't apostrophes mean like it's like two syllables? Like Ron? Like, like no. she are? Like, it might not be even spelled it's that It's just way. definitely not Rain. Anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, so Adam Strange, I would want him not just on that planet. I think a lot of his early adventures was just on that planet. It was also about him being shunt, shunted back and back forth. Back and forth. Which uh, I think is an interesting aspect, but in current, you know, a shared universe, it just doesn't make sense. I think also... Like, I you just one, get a lift from Green Lantern and live there permanently. One thing that, on like, I think always stunted Adam Strange stories, too, is they always have to bring up this Ran Thanagar... Like uh, more recently, that's come up a lot. Yeah, yeah I feel like that. Oh, and like, I kind of just want to see him on Rand because he's he's he is Rand's protector. Yeah, like, they they like he's Rand's messiah. Yeah, I would, but I'd want to make him just more like that area of the universe's protector. Like yeah. not just on that planet. He like would lead a team. Yeah. Uh, of whoever. I also feel like sometimes when I read DC cosmic books, uh, it feels like. It's a small universe. It feels like you're going to run well, into Hal Jordan it's everywhere you go. It's all Green Lantern stuff now. Like, all their cosmic yeah. stuff. They have such great cosmic characters. They have, yeah. they have Adam Strange. They have Captain Comet. They have the Weird. Legion. The they whole Legion. Legion the whole Legion. Yeah. yeah. I don't even like Lobo, but, but at least Legion, Lobo's out there. Lobo's a Green Lantern now, right? Is that <laughs> how the, it goes? But now, like, all their cosmic yeah. stuff is, is tied works? up in oh, this color lantern. What, what are the... Uh, um, what the, there's, a, what's the, there's that group of like pirates too. I forget what they're called. Star Jammers. Star Jammer. No, that's, that's like, <laughs> they have like their own like Star Jammer type yeah. characters. I forget they're called. But yeah, the, I want him the just sun. The sun suckers. Man, there's also no, the no. man hunters, which is like yeah, a yeah. thing too. But I want him out there just kind of doing his own thing and like not have it be like a Green Lantern book. And yeah. Just like uh, <clears throat> a cool sci-fi book. Yeah, I want like I want basically Guardians of Gat Marvels, Guardians of Galaxy by yeah, DNA. By. I want that. In the DC Do you universe. want Matt Lanning to handle this book? Uh, or you're, they would be, you they would be great at it. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've been tabbed to write it already. So <laughs> unfortunately, I them. love... Did you read... Uh, they want to do some mini-spinoffs. They would have okay. to They can come on for an arc. Co-write with me. <laughs> Three writers. When, they, <laughs> when he has, like, like with, like, the, uh, the Paul Pope, uh, Adam Strange stuff... That was that, great. That, that, was, that was so good. I think that was my favorite of that Wednesday yeah. Comics stuff. And then I even liked the... Uh, it was him. Andy Diggle did a great mini. Yeah, that was that, great too. Up until the cliffhanger ending, which yeah. led into a bunch of crossovers, which I feel like was handed to him. It was super great. With well, his, Pascal Ferry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it was good. Great. And uh, his his section of fifty two with him and Animal Man and and uh, Starfire, which I did not read. I thought was great. And then they had their own little spinoff, Countdown <clears throat> to Adventure, which was also really good. Um, Andy Diggle's miniseries is basically what it should feel like. It's like he was trotting the universe on this big case like someone stole the planet uh, and he was trying to find where did where'd the planet go yeah and it was a really interesting he crossed over a lot of characters I'd want some a feel like that yeah uh, not necessarily just chasing after a planet but like you know this sort of like universe trotting yeah. hero uh, 
I'm not, but you know, they get, people think they don't sell. Like Marvel doesn't think that sells. Like, and you're just in the space, and you're no, not. DC doesn't. There's no. Marvel's putting a lot of money behind it now. <laughs> no, but Marvel is tying them to Earth. Oh, yeah. like he doesn't. He, they don't think Guardians of the Galaxy sells unless <clears throat> it's it's directly affecting Earth. And to me, it's like, well, what I loved about Guardians of the Galaxy is that it wasn't on Earth. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How are they going to do that with the movie, though? Uh, I don't know. I, mean, the, I don't know if the movie's going to worry about that. The comic is. They've come out and said, yeah. like, this will definitely be. This will affect the Marvel Universe as opposed to the Annihilation Wave, which unknowingly did yeah. not. Like, yeah. they, it would have affected the Marvel I Universe. I didn't read it because at the time I didn't. I was like, it ain't going to matter. I well, don't that's read the it. thing. And then I read it, it and it's amazing. If it's yeah. not, I love if it's those not tied stories. into continuity directly, it seems to not sell. And, and it's yeah. so stupid. Good yeah. stories are those good are the, stories. And I gravitate towards those. Those are the books totally. I love where it's like, oh, I can read two titles and get the whole universe, like a, yeah. my own little mini universe. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. And I don't have to worry about Avengers and Civil War and all that stuff. It's a great. And some of those things I'm reading, but I like those little pockets where it's just so like, many, this little sandbox is having a cool story. So many cliffhangers in Marvel now, the last page is, the Avengers show up. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> true. Like, it's, it's been happened. that way since Dark Reign, uh, right? Yeah, like, so, well, in that time, it was like, Norman Osborn's behind it. Avengers. <laughs> Norman Osborn's Avengers uh, show up. <laughs> yeah. So that's your number one. That, I guess, is my number one, yes. Yeah, Timmy, what is your... What's your number one? Norman Osborn. That you've ranked. No! no. <laughs> Again, I, oh, I, Matt, get us off the table. I want to make sure we're all still clear on that. Uh, number one. I'll be honest. I was coming here planning on saying Superman is my number one, but I <laughs> I, I really was. But I don't I don't want to do it because I feel like Superman will get his time again. It, ha- it just happens in cycles. You'll get it for a month. Diggle's writing it for a month. <laughs> yeah, I read that. That issue came out too. It was okay. It was good. Uh, I think I'm going to say... Oh, this character was brought up recently. Am I going to say this character? Yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say Tim Drake Robin. Yeah, I brought him up briefly. And actually, yeah. and my saying Tim Drake Robin, I'm also also putting an umbrella under other characters that I was also thinking about saying like Elongated Man or Detective Chimp or Plastic Man, and that's basically like <laughs> detective characters in the aptly named after DC comic detective comics. Yeah, you know. But I'm going to focus on Tim Drake because I feel like. He's the most viable cell, and he's one that's still around, but is not used to his potential. No. And it's just, there's for, there's too many Robins. And yes, we got rid of one recently, but, but I feel we're like... Getting, there's like three more candidates yeah, like stepping up. I really feel like, and I think it was such a stupid, stupid move to have him go from being Robin to being called Red Robin. Yeah. Like, why not have Yum. him... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why not have him like? Well, they're hoping for that cash in, but Red Robin's like, we're doing fine. We don't <laughs> yeah, need to get mixed up. Well, with the I, the, the, they have that name held on to from uh, uh, Kingdom, Kingdom Come, Come, and it's just like, just let it go. Let Kingdom Come. Nobody. That was 15 we years love ago. Kingdom Come. It's I like a great Kingdom Come, book. but I think Red Robin was one of the parts that did not work. Yeah, like that costume wasn't even one of the better costumes mm-hmm. in that book. DC trying to force Kingdom Come into like. We all love it, but we don't need a M- M- Magog book. Yeah, we yeah. don't well, need. We don't. We, I don't really care. I don't want to see. I don't. Not that interested in like uh, that future of the DC yeah. anymore because it's already been told extremely well in that story. And also, it's the New Fifty Two, so technically does, doesn't even really like yeah. count yeah. anymore in a way. Like, DC has a weird thing where they do it when a book's popular. They want to make that future happen. Like Dark Knight Returns, they're like, "Oh, we better kill Jason Todd because he sounds like he's dead in Dark Knight Returns." Yeah. That's one of the reasons that even came up, yeah. I feel like. It's just like, yeah. let's make that happen. There's been a lot of Tim Drake support. And, uh, and Green Arrow lost his arm. 
Yeah. Yeah. Like that was also a Dark Knight Returns. It's like they wanted to make that true. It's weird. Mm-hmm. I think like, it's a, it's a, that it's that fan service. Like when you watch the prequels for like uh, oh yeah, like they're like oh this is how they become gold C three PO, not silver C three PO. Yeah. But like Tim Drake, I feel like if you look at the the way that like Dick Grayson graduated from being just Robin to being Nightwing, and Nightwing is a very beloved character that yeah. will probably always have a book of DC because he's got such a solid fan base, like. Tim Drake could have fallen in that same footsteps and, like, graduated from Robin. Let Damien... Wasn't he getting there? Like, I mean, his Robin series was going His Robin series was, yeah. It was awesome. It was great. But then Grant Morrison wanted Damien Wayne, and they just bowed to Grant Morrison's... But even better. Even... Well, even better. Like, Damien Wayne's a cool character that I liked a lot. Yeah. Even more reason to be like, hey, it's like... It's like whenever, like, uh, that cast member has been on SNL for, like, a long time, and you know, like, they're like, hey... You should go. You should get going. Like, like you've been here, <laughs> yeah. Tim Meadows. We all love you. Nobody dislikes you. Daryl Hammond. You've it's been here good. for a long time. Like, it's time to go somewhere else. And like, that was a great moment for them. Like, all right, let's take Tim Drake and let's make him, and to, let's have him graduate. Let's yeah. have him graduate from being a Teen Titan, from yeah. being mm-hmm. Robin. Let's give him a cool character. Let's and let him like find a find a cool like obscure detective but bird they character. Red Robin. Yeah, and Is then that... there's like, we'll just call you. Not Robin, we'll call you Red Robin. <laughs> and then they gave him Dr. Midnight's costume. He look, It's the same costume as Dr. Midnight, but with wings. And the, uh, DC suffers from a problem of not wanting, like, not wanting to let go of any characters, but also not wanting to age anybody. Yeah. yeah. So by making him grow up too much, like out of Teen Titans, it just ages Batman, it ages everything. So like, well, we don't want to let that happen, but we also don't want to kill him because everyone likes him. Yeah. We don't want to kill Wally West, he's just not around. It's just really, yeah. they want to have everything. And yep. they should, if they're doing the reboot, they should have either not done the reboot or really fucking manned up and just made like Dick Grayson Robin again, which I would not have loved, but just like, just do it. Yeah, uh, I like Tim Drake. Yeah, Good. Uh, Tim Drake's a great character. Good number one. He's the maggot of the Robin. I really, yeah, I, 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 almost said, I, almost said, uh, I almost said Detective Chimp just there. Because I love Detective Chimp, too. Matt, number one. Detective Chimp? No. Please be Detective Chimp. No, not Detective Chimp. What do you talk about Detective Chimp? But... What do you took damage control from him? So now you've got a... May, uh... May induce maggot level, uh... Fits of laughter. No. My number one... If it's an... I probably won't know who it is if it's an X-Men character. It's not. Matt, right now, you're one of the only ones in this room I like. Don't ruin this. Oh, no. (laughs) I'm about to flush it all down the toilet with my number one... Oh, boy. Thunderstrike. <laughs> oh, I don't, oh, wow. Okay. Right. Oh, so wow. here's the thing about Thunderstrike. Thunderstrike cool vest, awesome ponytail. Yeah. I've never read any Thunderstrike. Me neither. Uh, He's the Thor is... in Infinity Gauntlet, right? Yes. No. Well, yes. he was he was right. Thor at the time, and know. then when Thor was resurrected, uh, Odin Odin had the two of them battle to see who was going to be the true Thor. What and a dick. Yeah. The Thor, the, there's ob- He's Thor there. <laughs> yeah. But Odin's so, got a history of doing that. He made Beta Ray Bill fight Thor yeah. with a hammer. <laughs> so, so real Thor wins, but after he wins, Odin makes a new Uru hammer called <clears throat> Thunderstrike. It's a three-sided hammer oh, and sends it back. three hammers out there. Yeah, and he sends this back to Earth with Eric Masterson um, and inscribed on it, I think, is the uh, 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 Earth Still Needs Heroes. Or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> Much but, less like poetic. Sure. Earth still needs heroes. Here's what I like <laughs> about planet sucks. Did, did Thunderstrike came out because of uh, uh, Heroes Reborn, right? No, it was before, before. that. So oh, it, around that. Thor 432, 
Um, this was like May of '92. It was like the the anniversary, like the 30th anniversary of uh, yeah. Kirby Lee Thor. Um, Thor fought Loki, and Loki had acted so despicably. Funny, interestingly enough, both of my two of my three come out of the same Defalco friends uh, Thor run. Um, <laughs> this is a uh, so they they fight and Loki does something so despicable that Thor decides that he has to draw the life essence out of his brother uh, and uh, basically destroy him. So then Odin, who is in Odin's sleep, wakes up and banishes Thor's soul to uh, to hell and Mephisto captures it. And uh, But Odin creates a backup uh, because Eric Masterson was the counterpart to Thor at the time. And he's so mad. Eric Masterson realizes that Thor's essence is out of him and he's so mad he strikes his walking cane on the ground and finds out that he's a Thor with a beard now. Here's what I like about this character. One, Eric Masterson is a recovering alcoholic, single divorced father, who's an architect. Uh, He had a track record of not showing up to work while he was a drunk, right? And whenever he gets the powers of Thor, he starts disappearing from work again because he's going off to Galavan as a superhero. They didn't play that up enough, I think. Uh, so what I know, thought he was, like, drunk again. Yes. Here's the thing. I don't think that it has to be that... Pe- I think I think you take a look at it from the other side. This is a guy who is a recovering addict. And he's lost one addiction, but gained a new addiction that's so much more powerful. Because he literally now has the ability to become a god whenever he wants. So this is his new alcohol. Here's a guy who begins uh, uh, necessarily like abandoning his family and abandoning the actual things that he has to do because yeah. he becomes so in love with the idea of being a street level god. You know, you make him, you make him uh, sort of the way that Herc became the protector of Brooklyn for a while yeah. in Van Lenty and Pox. Herc, <clears throat> right? Give him Staten Island. Yeah, give him great idea, <laughs> better idea. Give him Staten Island, right? He becomes he becomes a street level god. I'm just I'm not uh, picturing like Thunderstrike standing on like the shore of Staten Island, just like looking like come at me. Yeah, like that. and like, storm all around him. I like the idea of him uh, uh, being so addicted that he doesn't turn back and Eric Masterson for yes. long stretches and it's like he's got to learn that he needs that part of his life. Yeah. Yes. And he begins and and you let his personal life fall apart and affect his heroism in a way that like, you know, you, you get that balance of the the more the more notif- the more notice and the more heroic that he becomes, the more notice he gets as a hero, the more his personal life falls apart, right? Yeah. And and it's where is that balance and how do you as someone with a history of addiction, learn to find a balance without abandoning cold turkey, this thing that is also forcing your life to yeah. fall apart. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, yeah there was a storyline where Superman um, would, would just Superman 24-7. He stopped being Clark for a while. Uh-huh. And it, it didn't feel right. It didn't make sense. It was just like, it didn't feel like Superman. But yeah. it, it would work for this character, the way you're describing him. I haven't yeah. read him, but it feels like, oh, yeah, that's a good, it's a good idea, just not Superman's idea. So right. many of these ideas, like, similar to the Bishop one, that I, are, like, taking the character back to their initial idea that they did not make good use of when the character first debuted, mostly in yeah. the early 90s. Maggot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what I was saying about Blue Beetle, you're saying about Masterson. Yeah, uh, like, there's, there's these things that the characters Bishop. have when they first debut that if it gets squandered how do you get that back like yeah. amnesia yeah <laughs> like, re- sometimes also uh my thunderstrike written by 
Greg Rucka and Mark Wynn. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Those guys are going to be busy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so am I, though, so I can't. That's true. That's true. I got, I got Adam and Lanning coming in for one arc of my uh, Adam Strange series. That's only out, so, <laughs> so I can get ahead. Yeah. All right, Brett. Uh, okay, this is me pushing uh, the LGBTQA agenda. Oh, it's going to make me hard for me to hate this idea, though. No, Jesus. <laughs> Why am I the only one that I, ideas people are hating on? Uh, I didn't love Timmy's. Okay. <laughs> Except for Tim I like Tim Drake. Drake. I like Tim Drake. Um, but I think that Julie Power, Lightspeed, ah. uh, love Power Pack. Power you got me already, man. Is would be an amazing ongoing series because she is a young bisexual pretty girl who wants to be an actress. Like it's it's a it's an ongoing series that doesn't have to be all superheroes. It's another superhero that doesn't have to focus on being a superhero. Timmy's getting a Girl Scout cookie. Sorry, sorry. We're ruining this part of the podcast. <laughs> I know this is important. We're all good. Um, but, I mean, the, the whole reason is because Chris O'Sgage did that amazing issue of Avengers Academy where Stryker came out, yeah. and him and Julie Power just had an honest talk Academy's so good. about like their sexuality, which mm-hmm. is something that you could not do in a comic book ten years ago, maybe, maybe even more maybe recent, even five, like yeah. five? Um, It'd be hard and, to do five years ago. And also, like, it, maybe. I think I wrote an article, I think, for CBR about how Julie Power was basically saying about being a bisexual the things that my bisexual friends say. Uh, just about, like, people think that it's just a phase or you're not committing either way. She's like, I'm just a person. Like, I don't, like, I love that. And I would love to actually mm-hmm. have a character like that leading a book. Um, because I think, like... <sighs> Not to say that, like, gay rights are, you know, we're, we're all fixed there. <laughs> like, that's yeah. not true. But I think even more so people still get gay. People get, oh, you like boys and you're a boy or girls and you're a girl. People are a little bit more leery or weird about, like, bisexual. Like, that for some reason, I mean, even amongst the gay community, there's weird shit about bisexuals, yeah. which I think is horrible. And, uh, so I would love to have a character like Julie Power, who is a fun, spunky character with a backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, you start that ongoing series, you got Power Pack Classic trades you can start making. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I would like that more if it was Power Pack. Yeah, I would, yeah. Just because her power is sort of boring. She just yeah, flies you give her sort of fast. All four powers. Yeah, but then... But they did that. But right? it, uh, they've done that, it just doesn't work yeah. as well. I think they work well as a team, and you have the family aspect... I think, like, yeah. you give her arcs and stuff. Like, the family aspect of, like, oh, yeah, our sister is bisexual. Yeah. But we're we also, love our sister. We're a family that loves each other. Her brother is doing great in FF. Yeah. Like, he's a uh, great character. Uh, so I think, like, bringing him in, like, they've given him some more uh, yeah. depth. And it's the two younger him. kids that haven't gotten much... It's tough because they're so young. It's yeah. Weird but, like, they've but aged fun too. Julie and I Alex love the, the first, like, 20 issues of Power Pack. So mm. good. Yeah. But she had a great, like, Runaways, Loners, and Avengers yeah. Academy. She's had a great streak yeah. in the Al- past, Alex like, power 10 was years. in New Warriors near the end, I think. Yeah. And then now. Oh, yeah. And I just think that it's a very, it's an untapped area that uh, I would love to see. Alex tapped. Power, I think, stole all the powers when he was in uh, yeah. um, New Warriors, and it didn't work. Do you want to do a round? Yeah, let's do a, a, couple, super, a Let's do a couple rounds, rounds. of just, just saying the characters' names that are honorable mentions. And that's okay. it. Okay. Just their names. Oh, Jesus. Are you ready? So yeah. you say, and then we'll just go around in a circle. Well, this one has been used pretty well, but I, I want more featured uh, Songbird. Songbird. Timmy? I'm going to say uh, Damien Hillstrom, the son of Satan. Yes. Oh, Matt? Strife. Strife! Yes. Don't know anything about Strife. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, Philovel. <laughs> don't know who, I don't who that is. About. Quasar oh, from oh, Quasar. Guardians? I wasn't, I wasn't that big fan, but... Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, oh... 
Uh, I think Ghost Rider. I want Ghost Rider. Uh, Jason yeah. Aaron made me realize the potential of Ghost Rider, and I want that. Ghost Rider should have her on going. Tim. Uh, I said it before, but I think Detective Chimp could have been <laughs> one of the coolest books. Hammering your Detective Chimp agenda. I love agenda. Detective Chimp. It's great. Uh, Wonder Man. Oh, I love Wonder Man. Back. Oh, Back Safari now. jacket wearing Wonder Man. Yes, doubling as an actor. Danny Bonaducci style reality television star. Ooh. They follow him as he becomes a recovering hero. Like it. Interesting. Uh, Husk, of course. Uh, I'm going to mention Skids just because I like her power. Uh, I think she'd need. A, I, I don't know. The ca- I think the character needs more. I think all those characters are interesting. Skids and Boom Boom were the two that stood out to me the most in Boom the Exterminators era. Um, pretty much all of the Justice Society. I feel yeah. like I could name, but um, even though some are being used by now, but I always liked. Uh, uh, it was Johnny Thunder, and then there was uh, Joaquin Thunder, and. Um, he had like Thunderbolt. The, Thunderbolt, yeah, thank you. <laughs> like those guys. I always thought it was a cool concept. I always concept. liked, uh, not on my list, but Wildcat. A boxer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a boxer. Yeah. That's his thing. <laughs> the original Quasar. Oh, Wendell uh, Vaughn. Wendell Vaughn. Yeah, two Quasars. Uh, my own final one is Banshee. Uh, what's uh, your final uh, my one? My last one is Cassandra Kane. Uh, oh, yes. yeah. I loved her as a character. I, I like this <laughs> character, like, didn't have a life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, guys, for being here for this crazy episode. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, Sorry can I talked people... over everyone. You talked way too much. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, where can people find y'all on the internets? Plug away. Um, where can you find me? I don't Just go to my Twitter, which is Kev Himes. Yeah. K-E-V-H-I-N-E-S. And you can find me also on Twitter as Timmy Wood. T-I-M-M-Y-W-O-O. D. Yay! Like fun of me. But Hines is sort of hard to spell. People might spell it to catch up. It's true. <laughs> I was not making fun of anybody. Uh, I was just spelling my own name. Uh, next week on the show, we will be reading Iron Man Volume 4, Number 1 through 6, Extremis, by Warren Ellis and Adi Granov. And if you're interested in purchasing Iron Man Extremis, please visit mattandbrettlovecomics.com and buy the new, and buy the, this is an old script, buy the printing through the Amazon links in this episode's show notes. Any purchase you make on Amazon through an online store with literally anything you buy kicks money back to us. So please consider doing that. And guys, while you're at mattandbrettlovecomics.com, check out our back issues. Like comedians Nicole Dressbull and Kathy Salerno talking about New Mutants, the Demon Bear Saga, which we loved. Mm -hmm. Bill Sienkiewicz going nuts on that art, you guys. Uh, and also our 2012 New York Comic Con episode where we had Declan Shelby, Paolo Rivera, Joe Quinones, Ryan Stegman, Maris Wicks, Mike Norton, Karina Bechko. Sorry, my voice is just going. A well-drawn episode of your podcast. Yeah. yeah. Gabe Hardman, Tim Chamberlain, and Ming Doyle all talking about their favorite comics and their biggest comics influences. Uh, we love hearing from you guys, our listeners, so please tell us what you think about this or any past episode on our website or Facebook page at facebook.com slash theylovecomics. You can also find links to all of our social media presence under the Who Loves Comics tab on the website. Who and Loves we- Comics? It's us. We do. And if you fancy what you've heard here today, no. please <laughs> rate and review the show in iTunes, what you think, not what Kevin thinks. Great. Yeah, smart. Yeah, do that. <laughs> Most importantly, guys, you are our best spokespeople, so if you like hanging out with us week to week, listen to us chat about comics, please tell your friends, head into the shop, tell people to give us a listen, try us out. I think they'd like what they'd hear. And as always, thank you so much to our producer, Benjamin Ragib. Until next time. <laughs> This is Matt. And this is Brett. And we love comics. We do. It's a thing. Oh.